The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I'm Justice Mosqueda. This is technically intercepted. I am not talking to a Pittsburgh Steelers fan because something went haywire yesterday and uh, that fell through. So I am talking to our own Paul Noonan and uh, Matub. Say what's up to people, guys. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Matt, is it Tuesday? Are we are we in the wrong place? What happened? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little lost. Uh but I'm Matt. You can call me Matub, Acme Packing Company Meme Weaver, General Twitter Rabble Rouser. Yeah. Happy to be doing this on a Friday instead of anything else I would be doing on a Friday. I want to start this conversation with just a temperature check on what the season is. So I want to start this by saying, um, one, I, re- I read the comments. I do. I know I'm told <laughs> you're not supposed to read the comments. I'm going to read the comments. Why? Why wouldn't I read the comments? People are reading my stuff. Why wouldn't I want to interact with that? Um, I do a show on Tuesdays with Andy Herman, and uh, a lot of the comments on it were, why don't you just celebrate the win? Why are you trying to analyze this and, you know, look at all this stuff from, like, the perspective of, like, job security and, like, where the team stands right now and what sort of progression they're making? Like, just enjoy the win. Can't do it. I can't. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and I, I, there were some responses that were like, and I don't want you guys attacking these people or anything. Like, let let them do whatever. But like, there are people who are like, I don't understand how he can fan like this. And I'm like, what else would you do? <laughs> you show up on Sundays and if you're, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. I, if you just want to be a dated, like a week to week normal fan, uh, that's good on you, and I'm totally fine with that, and that's fine. But like, we. You know, we we people here, we cover the team and we read in-depth articles on the team. And I think we're all championship focused, right? Like that's what that's what it comes down to. Like I want I want to win a Super Bowl in 2025. Yeah, exactly. That is that is uh, like I have I feel like I have a fair timeline that is three years away. I'm not being unreasonable with like the cap situation, anything like that. I want to win a Super Bowl in 2025. Are we moving in that direction? That's where my mindset is. Well, that's like. Like Paul and I talked about the dichotomy between game day fan and not game day fan, right? Like we are rah rah go team during the game, and then afterwards we're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also think we should get more in depth into the rah rah go team thing during the game because um, I, I also think we want to see good football and like progress from week to. <laughs> I w- I want to see these players get better. I, I want yeah. 
one of these wide receivers to be, you know, number one or number two wide receiver on that 2025 team, right? Like, I think we're seeing some nice stuff out of Reed and stuff like that, but yeah. goodness gracious. Like, but that's the, the other problem with this game. It was like a preseason game. It was like it, we didn't get yes. any information from this game. And winning, it's such a Pyrrhic victory. It's it's like playing Candyland with your kid and you cheat to let them win it so they just feel better about themselves. Like, it didn't teach you anything. Nobody learned any lessons. Uh, the kid learned, you know, not a harsh lesson about life, but a, a pointless lesson about Candyland. And that's, this game was a pointless lesson about Candyland. That's what it was. Like, I don't, I don't want to drop. I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say it's more shoots and ladders to me. Sure, uh, whatever. I, I think the Rams just got dealt a lot of shoots and we got some <laughs> ladders. <laughs> I don't want to do another one of those. Uh, and another thing about the commenters, well, one of them, <laughs> one of them said, you know, Sean McVay picked Brett Rippon to be the starting quarterback in that game, and Sean McVay's not a bozo, so he, you know, don't, why? Why did you? Because I think I called him a non-NFL quarterback or something. Yeah. Um, okay, well, he got Sean released Mc... like two hours later. Sean McVay also meat puppeted Jared Goff all the way to a Super Bowl, so like, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I do, I do enjoy that McVay just pulled the rug immediately though do you guys yeah. remember the stories that were written like uh i don't know if it was a wickersham story or not but about like mcveigh like puking in the facility all last year yes. because he yeah. just yeah, yeah. could not deal with losing like that's all i could think of when i saw carson went signed by the rams my my read on it is just like brett rippon maybe is a good clipboard holder like he maybe just reads out as a good you know yeah. extra coach to have but as soon as mcveigh has to put him on the field then the reality smacks him in the face of like i can't watch that anymore like my quarterback has to be able to quarterback at least yeah. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I think and, he uh, made like one real throw against the Packers. There's like one, like a kind of like deep outbreaker that yeah. he threw on the right sideline. I do call that, that one. It was nothing. Yep. Set his feet, got to rip that one at, uh, you know, 40% of it, an average NFL quarterback, and it got there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Brett was not ripping. That's what we have. <laughs> ah, hilarious. Mm. So the other side, too. I mean, the Packers scored, was it 20 or 21? 20. That's, is that good? <laughs> it was, okay. It Are we was supposed a to hurricane. celebrate that? Like, uh, that's, that's what we have to keep. I just keep going on the weather. And also, how many missed field goals? Is it only one? Just one. I think just one. one. Yeah. Okay. I'll go to bat a little bit for the score because I do feel like they were robbed of some half, first half points by the, the, the bogus penalties. Um, that's, that is fair. Yeah. And I feel like that doesn't that's that a, killed two drives. It killed two drives that I think they would have at least gotten one score on. Probably <laughs> you never know with this team, um, but it looked worse. Uh, usually the Packers score looks either like what it should like look like, or maybe even a little bit better. Like I feel like the Saints score looks better than it should. This one I actually right. feel it was worse. I think they should have had a good twenty-seven in this one without too much trouble. One nice thing, if we're talking about progress, um. Rich Madrid just wrote an article for us uh, called Green Bay's Use of Motion to Create uh, – it's Packers Film Room, Green Bay's Use of Motion to Create Space. One of the stats that I didn't realize I – don't, I don't know if he charted this by hand or what. Um, the Packers using motion against the Rams. Love finished 16 of 18, 147 yards and a touchdown. I didn't realize that. You know, I, I know they've been using that out motion a little bit more. I think um, – you know, Shanahan called it cheetah motion. It's it, it's what the Dolphins are running, right? Yeah. Where a guy starts inside, he moves outside, things happen real fast. The reason why teams are doing that is because so many rules 
in coverage right now for particularly for these match coverage defenses um, that are playing a lot of quarters, a lot of split highs, safety defenses. Um, you'll see this a lot against uh, the chargers probably in two weeks. Um, so many of the rules are like, well, if one goes, you know, if, if one goes under in five yards, then, you know, you turn into a guy who starts looking at number two, if you're counting guys from, you know, outside in and stuff like that. So you're, you're changing who one and two are, very quickly it's happening full speed and the ball gets snapped. Right. It's, it's not like uh, on Madden when you motion guys and they just like get set for a yeah. second. Like there's, yeah, none of you, that. Get the, you get the, the perfect transitions. With, with right. Exactly. They're doing CFL motions now. And as long as the refs aren't calling it, you know, these guys are taking yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, and, and if oh, that's the other thing, like if you do have a guy who can bend around the edge, like him having a running start is definitely going to be as CFL as you can get. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Um, I have a take. Okay, is Jaden Reed wide receiver one? No, he might be. I think he, he might be. He, should, he yeah. shouldn't be. So he is their highest rated receiver by most metrics available for wide receivers. And he's he playing. Gets, he's playing like two thirds of the snaps. He is like getting a ton of snaps. And, yeah. Um, they seem so smitten with him that they also like. They stay in 11 more than I think they otherwise would just to keep him on the field, too. Um, yeah. So uh, I think he probably is one, especially because uh, Watson has so many, so many just Watson technical problems and injury problems. Uh, Dobbs, I think they're starting to come down back to earth a little bit on him um, and get back to what our view of him is. And, you know, Wicks is still up and coming. Like, Reed actually produces when he gets the ball in his hands. You got to have him out there. Like, he's the only guy who, like, makes big plays. <laughs> Like you guys, you're not wrong. I just I think Dontavian Wicks is a better option moving forward. He's always open. He's always open. It's awesome. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Was it? Uh, did Tech send it to me? No, he sent it in the Slack. We're already talking about uh, Dontavian Wicks. It's totals. there. Twelve point five this week. Twelve and, and a half. Also, in his receptions over unders, it's free money every week. It is. It is. I'm taking it every single time. I I don't like, understand why. Two weeks this ago, get... two weeks ago, his reception over under was 0. .5. You were betting he gets a reception or not? Goodness gracious, uh, Tomlin! Did you guys see what Tomlin said this I weekend did not. about? Tomlin said that uh, Jaden Reed was the uh, what was it like most pro ready slot receiver? Yeah, this, something like it was like in the draft. It was his it was his favorite slot receiver, I think. But which is interesting because awesome. the steel I'm one Steelers no receivers. Right. I mean, they have a long track record under Tomlin, particularly of turning around non first round picks. Yep. Oh, my God. You can pick wide receivers outside of the first round um, into stars. And uh, I, I believe they took a wide receiver near that range or it was like right around <laughs> when they picked. I can't remember. Oh, man. Got to dig that up. Nobody who gets nobody who gets much playing time. I can tell you that. No, it was they had a pick near that range okay but they didn't end up turning it into him that was the keanu benton selection i believe uh, um the steelers game is going to be so weird i know you guys brought it up that the steelers have uh, a negative point differential it's not just negative it's like minus 30 i think it's, it's 30. Minus, it is it is yeah. minus 30 yeah they have a winning record with 30 fewer points than their opponents <laughs> and the packers somehow have a positive point differential yeah, well, you know, starting the year off by beating the crap out of the Bears kind of helps. Yeah, I mean, it does, does help. It, it certainly does. Um, 
I do think the the defense thing, defense can help you win more close games than you would otherwise be entitled to win just by shutting down final drives and things like that. And they, they're good at that. Like the Steelers always have a good defense. It always is good at shutting down in certain circumstances. And that does drive that a little bit. And, you know, that's why they're any good at all is because they're good there. The fewest points allowed per game from week five on. Number one, Baltimore Ravens, 13.2. Tied at second, the Green Bay Packers and Pittsburgh Steelers, 15.8. Yeah. The Packers have not had a 300-yard passer since, I don't know, was two it years? I think. Yeah, it's like we're going on like two yeah, full it was, years it was now. Yeah. Kenny Pickett's only ever thrown more than one passing touchdown once in his NFL career so far. <laughs> He's hey, man, it's, it, it is hard to gross. grip the ball. It is hard for him to grip the ball. It's not his fault. It's genetics and his tiny hands. <laughs> This thing is going to be ugly. It is. So the Steelers, didn't they play in the lowest scoring game of all time? What it was, was it? The, like the Mud when? Bowl. It was It was Dolphins. It, it was like modern era. Dolphins Steelers, it was like the mid to late 2000s. They were playing in a hurricane. Like there was a punt that landed in the ground and like stuck like it was on a Oh, I, th- I think I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the final score was like 3 nothing. So like, do you guys think that we're going to see <laughs> Man. Nope. Well, I want to see what this offensive line looks like, right? We're we're talking about um, we're recording this on a Friday. You guys should be getting this on your feed on a Friday. Um, as far as the injury report goes, you know, Nyman and um, who the heck was it? John, oh, John Runyon Jr. Both returned to practice on Thursday, but they returned as limited, and they were you know non participants on Wednesday. So. If the Packers are out a couple interior or you know a couple offensive linemen in general in this game, like that Bad. could be a big deal. It could, it could. Um, the Pittsburgh is like as they usually are, really well put together, and the whole secret to scoring points on them is to actually protect halfway decently, and unfortunately, actually yeah. take shots down the field because. They have one. They have one good corner, and then it's Patrick Peterson's crumbling bones. And actually, Chandon plays still a decent amount for no good reason. Um, and you can get open deep on them. They're slow, but it's all pass rush. And I don't like the Packers in this game coming up against that pass rush because TJ and Alex, I'm in an IDP fantasy league, and I have both Highsmith and Watt on my team, so I watch every Pittsburgh game. They're just really good. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to block both of them simultaneously, even when you're fully loaded and have tight ends who can block and stuff like that. And we got we got none of that. I'm not optimistic for that reason. That's the number one rock fight thing here is um we're not gonna be able to get passes off to the deep part of the field ever. That's Super. the most concerning thing yeah. for me at this point in the season, right? I mean it has to be if if we don't see any progress in the deep passing game, what the heck do we do going into next offseason? Uh, we draft a quarterback. <laughs> well, <laughs> which one? Because we're not picking May and we're Caleb not getting Williams. top two. Got to wait yeah. till the end of the season. Um, I, I, is it going to be JJ that goes third? It probably is, right? But like, I don't know. <laughs> how much? How much of the deep passing game problem is Jordan Love throwing like Uncle Rico throwing a stake? By the way, I have a, like, I have, a <laughs> I have a post going up this afternoon about him throwing deep. So keep an eye out on that. <laughs> yeah. He's always been bad at it, and he hasn't gotten better in like five years. So I don't not optimistic about it. So, so. here here's the quarterback class. Okay, 
May Williams, you know, those guys are going to go one, two. Yep. At worst, one of them goes three. McCarthy is possible. He's like 190 pounds. He is that tiny, is... yes. Or he is light, not tiny. Yeah. And he's also like hasn't really played anyone at Michigan yet he's, this year. Yeah, and and he also has like an entire NFL quality offensive line and NFL quality receivers and it's going to be like They a, they have like seven a... they legitimately have seven offensive linemen. I I know an yeah. agent who's scouting um Michigan right now to try to like sign their guys after the season. He's like seven of these guys next year are going to be on NFL rosters. Yep. Yeah. Um you end up with Penix who I don't think he has a great arm. He's got injury history. He's on the older <laughs> side. He's left-handed. Like, yep. I can keep going. Um, uh, if, Sanders, you, if you Google okay. Penix arm strength, everybody reports on him having a great arm. Every single pro- I know you're right. I, I went and watched because I was like, <laughs> I, I'm trying to put some. I one of my yeah. projects is trying to put some rigor to college arm strength because there is none, and um, he does not have a good arm. But people keep writing that he does. So that is the thing for him. Shadur Sanders is probably not going to come out. Um, sounds even like he's going to go back to school. That, that would not be my choice. Someone mocked him to. I had the uh, the Packers. Um, what do we call it? The the consensus board, right? Well, no, uh, no, no. no. The, no. Uh, roundup. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. We got the mock draft roundup, and uh, that sounds way more country than I was expecting it to come out as. <laughs> um, well, someone had Shadur Sanders being drafted like six overall by the Packers. What? I. I will eat my Vince Beagle jersey if if that happens. <laughs> I do not think that's going to happen. Did you buy but, the Beagle jersey before or after the thing about his broken foot? Uh, I got sent it to me from a friend who lives in Madison, and they had it on, like, clearance. They were selling them for, like, five bucks a piece. He was like, do you want a 3XL Vince Beagle jersey? And <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? So I got a big 45 Packers jersey in, in my oh, closet right now. Just, just in there in, like, the mid-aughts hip-hop fit looking like Fat Joe. Like, <laughs> Oh, I'm waiting. I've seen I've seen the kids on TikToks. So they're wearing baggy clothes and stuff again, and I'm <sighs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, consensus draft board. So we went over the top five quarterbacks. Yeah. The next couple, Quinn Ewers from Texas, just has not played good this year. Nope. Gotten hurt. Bo Nix is a billion years old. Don't want Bo Nix. I've seen too much Bo Nix. Jane Daniels is 50 pounds. He is relative. So that is the, that is the quarterback class. Like it might be McCarthy. And then the fourth guy off the board might be Bo Nix. Yep. It's not good. The, the The more concerning thing for me, right, because we've talked about this a little bit. If they want to move up for a quarterback in this draft, it's going to be hard because it takes so much draft capital to move up in the draft. Are they going to be willing to trade that 2025 first-round pick when they're going to be hosting the draft? I do not think so. The problem you're is the, – You're the first person I've heard say that out loud, and it is a brilliant thought. Well, I know that it's it impacted. So Kansas City was going to trade for, I don't want to break the news here, but like Jacksonville's pass rusher, Josh Allen, they were going to trade for him at the trade deadline last year for a first round pick. And they just decided that they weren't going to be able to do it yeah. because the owner was like, no, dude, we're hosting the draft. We're not trading our first round pick. What are you talking about? Um, And maybe it's different for like big cities and stuff like that. But like, dude, Green Bay was like, this is supposed to be proof of concept that Green Bay is big enough to be able to host some of these events and like the the area in general. Right. Um, Part of the problem though, too, 
in 2025, which is, you know, when they have access to that pick and maybe they'd be picking high enough to be able to select a, a top tier quarterback. Who's this guy? There's not a quarterback like Bama's quarterback right now, right. Is a, is a runner who can't yep. throw very much. A lot um, of this class is going to be better than most of next year's class. Yeah. Ohio state's quarterback stinks out. He's loud. awful. He's Michigan's so bad. Quarterbacks coming out in this draft, right? <laughs> Washington and Oregon's quarterback are coming out in this draft. I'm just thinking of the the highest uh, ranked teams in college football right now. Florida State's kid Travis um, Jordan or Jordan Travis. I like is, I like Jordan Travis by the way. He's going to be a little runner. I I've heard a little bit more that like uh, NFL teams seem to like him a little bit more than you know the consensus draft. I think the problem with him is he is he's listed at six one as a college player, which yeah, who knows? He's not he's that. not a big guy. He's for sure not a big guy. But yeah. like there's not a 2025 guy. Like Clemson was supposed to have Cade Klubnik. He isn't like game breaker. Drew Aller was supposed to be that guy for Penn State. He has been a game breaker so far. Like it's gonna get weird for quarterback decisions. Cause I, I think someone is gonna I think someone is gonna look at the 2025 draft class and be like, there isn't a quarterback. I think I have to take Bo Nix at the end of the first round. Yep. And like, I just don't want to be that team, man. Can we progress the deep passing game so that Jordan Love can be our answer next yeah, year? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Bo Nix is older than uh, um, Kenny Clark. So I don't want him I think my ideal quarterback draft next time is just like spend a third rounder on Jordan Travis if that's about where he goes, which is, I think, about where he will go. You know, a lot of season left. Yeah. And then just spend like your sixth rounder on KJ Jefferson and see if you can get that back to normal. He's had an atrocious year, but he's been good in the past and he's a giant. And I feel like you can make that work too. get two of them, see if that works out. And then um, buy yourself some time until there's another good one at some point in the future. Bo Nix is as old as Isaiah McDuffie, who was drafted three years ago. Oh man! <laughs> and he turns another—he turns another year older in February. So, yeah, he's old. Uh, he might win the Heisman. He I'm, might. I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, big, big game against Washington at the end of the year. Hopefully, impact. Have time. you watched Riley Leonard at all? Yeah. So he's been banged up, and the the big thing. So he's the kid from Duke. Um, the weird thing about his situation is he's banged up. He could return and be one of the top seniors, which is, you know, looking forward to that 2025 class, right? If no one is going to be first round good in that 2025 class, maybe it's probably smart to return to school, which is yeah. one reason why I think Dion is like, hey, Shadur, like, dude, read the <laughs> writing on the wall. Like, you're not totally. going to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, um, hey, 2025 is cheeks. Like, you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. One, you're number so, one with a bullet. Do it. So the thing with Riley Leonard is no one knows if Mike Elko, who is the head coach at Duke and was formerly the defensive coordinator of Texas A&M, is going to end up playing himself into a job elsewhere, um, maybe potentially to Texas A&M. Uh, they have a crazy buyout. I think they would have to owe Jimbo Fisher like $80 million to be able to move on from him. But there is a chance that potentially with some, uh, what do they call it? Like the the Saudi whatever fund, because they, <laughs> they have strong ties, you know, oil industry, Texas A&M. Like, I suppose so. There is a chance that like the Saudi oil fund will like buy out Jimbo Fisher for A&M and then Mike Elko will then take the head coaching job there. And then I, I, I guess the situation is like if – 
Elko stays at Duke, then Leonard might go back to school. But yeah, Leonard Leonard is in that conversation too. The the problem with this draft is there's a billion guys who should go like in the third round, right? But there's not any guy that like you move off of Jordan Love for, even if he can't, you know, get that deep ball going. Yeah. That's why I think you wolf this. You you do the you get a couple guys, you get your Brahm and your uh and yeah. your Matt Flynn and uh, I was gonna say Ty Detmer. <laughs> yeah. Also, also also fine. And and just, just start throwing darts to see if you can do anything. I agree. I mean, this is the draft class mm-hmm. to do it. Yep. A lot of these guys are interesting. A lot of them would be, I think, higher in other awful draft classes. And so you yeah. can maybe get a playable guy later than you normally would be able to, at least. They got flaws, but there's some interesting people. Even Penix, like, if even if, if he could just, like, up his arm strength a little bit, then maybe you got something there. Oh, this is when uh, Paul starts it. talking about driveline. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe that's something that is a real thing now. Because I see guys doing some of the workouts that they're doing, and I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, I remember watching that uh, that quarterback show on Netflix and watching – Patrick Mahomes do all like the baseball swing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. I don't think people were doing this five, 10 years ago. Well, it's like people made fun of the, the Dak Prescott warm up, but it's like how much of your power comes from your hips. Like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. It looks, it looks sure. stupid, but like, it looks stupid, but you got to do it. I like stupid. Yeah. Unless you're doing something that looks stupid, I love it because it means it probably does work. He's been convinced. Unless you're Rogers or Vic or something like that, where it just shoots off of your wrist, right? Like, yeah, I mean, take some time. I, w- I want to ask you guys where you guys stand on these. Um, we did the uh, the Packers reacts that we do, you know, the fan polls. Two of the questions I asked these guys, who should start a left tackle? 80% said Yash Nyman, and only 11% said Rashid Walker. How do you guys feel about that? I feel like that's correct. Yeah, absolutely. If, <laughs> if if I I would even take an eighty five percent Yash Nyman over, and I'm not 100%. like I don't even think Yash is like great or anything like that. It's just uh, he's at least competent at both aspects of blocking. Whereas Rashid Walker is just a train wreck on half the whole game out there. So, yeah. um, you could do more with Yash out there. So yeah, he should be the one. I know he's on a one year rental, and you have Walker locked up on you know two and a half years you know left on his deal. You just need so many answers in the passing game that I think you just lean with the more consistent guy. Um, with that being said, people responded the opposite way at right guard. So I asked, who should start at right guard? Sean Ryan, John Ryan Jr., someone else. Someone else got 6%. I assume that is the family members of Royce Newman. Um, <laughs> John Ryan Jr. got 31%. And Sean Ryan, one strong drive, 63%. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that one? Fans That's have just... been pounding the table for him all season. They're like, hey, we don't know. And it's like, we do. We know he's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's recency bias from that one drive. I, uh, if you're going to have like a run-heavy drive, like if you're trying to end the game, then maybe give Ryan some run there and see if he can do that. He seemed okay at that. But, um, yeah, he's not good. Um, <laughs> John Runyon Jr. is like, pretty good. I, I know John Runyon Jr. has been shaky over really like the last – two years yeah like he yeah. hasn't been who he's been but like we saw one drive out of ryan he yeah. was royce newman's backup like two weeks ago <laughs> what the hell are we doing 
I don't know. But then again, like, do, do any of us trust the depth chart at this point? Like, for the last two years, every single fan has Dude, been right about... Dude, I feel like, about, like ever the... since the Billy Turner move, playing yeah. him at left tackle. Absolutely. I'm like, what the... Like, we haven't been getting bad results at our offensive line, but, like, we sure make it difficult on ourselves. Yep. That okay. we do. Like, uh, th- first of all, th- this season is not worth anything, and so I'm fine with playing anybody to get an evaluation <laughs> of them, and so that's all fine. But if I had to like put a team out there to start and win a game, I'm not doing Ryan over. I might have him out there, but not over Runyon. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe the fans are are thinking it that way. That like they just they think he starts just because they want to see what he looks like. Maybe that's possible. Yeah, I hope. Very charitable. <laughs> oh my goodness. So you have know we... what we're not going to get this week? Oh, go ahead. Whatever. The, Montre- the Montrevious Adams revenge game. Yeah, he's he's banged up, right? He's hurt. Yeah, yep. So maybe the interior line doesn't matter because they don't have <laughs> wrecking force that is Montrevious Adams. They do have. They have a lot of important injuries. Honestly, they're they're not super Hay- banged Hay- up. But... Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick are massive. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, they huge. also lost their their starting uh, middle linebacker. Uh, like was put on IR last week. Um, uh, Landon he... Roberts. Yeah, he, he busted his knee during the game. So, yeah, yeah they got Quan playing there instead now. I feel like I had Quan oh, Alexander no. on a fantasy team 15 years ago, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in theory, if those guys are out, Cam Hayward not being in the middle clears up a whole lot. I mean, these they guys actually, should be able to run. They have not been great against the run um, for most of the season. They're middling on on the metrics DVOA and EPA per play against the run. And um, they're, they've had a lot of just injuries up the middle that have kind of caused that like make a, you know, it all works together. And uh, <laughs> so you can, you can do some damage there and maybe the Packers actually have a path there at least a little bit. Do you think uh, Matt calls up the double move on Patrick Peterson? To he start absolutely the game? better do that. Pat can't run anymore, man. Like, <laughs> Cannot. What what if, what if we get that and then Jordan Love underthrows it? I mean, he will underthrow it. And then Christian yeah, Watson then... <laughs> gets carted off for and a then non-injury. We get, <laughs> we get DPI wide receiver one, baby. Did you guys see the uh, stats that I published last week? I can't remember if I talked to you guys about this. Specifically about the, uh, was it the penalties one? The penalties? Yeah. Like the Packers are like, so the Packers are super heavily penalized, right? In terms of the volume of penalties. Oh, yeah. But the yardage isn't really there in terms no. of that because it's all just dumb little ticky tack like offsides false start like yeah their opponents have been penalized for more yardage than the Packers have mm-hmm. yes and that's... I think we did the same thing oh did you <laughs> yeah and and uh that's almost exclusively because of DPI like yeah. the, the difference yeah. between the Packers DPI and their opponents DPI is massive like the Packers have given up something like 23 yards or something like that and it's like 180 <laughs> for for you know, their offense. Okay, so we've been recording reporting is eligible for five years now, and DPI wide receiver two has been a running joke all five years. <laughs> that it I got, has. I got frustrated. It was, what was it, two weeks ago that I, like, I just haven't been able to get out of my head, like, Christian Watson might just be Tory Smith. I think that's fair. Oh, man. That's yeah. Rough. I heard I heard you 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 mentioned that with Tex last week I think and yes 
We spent two just, first two second round picks on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just so bad at the technical aspects of receiving and one of the two things he does well. Like he'll he can gain yards on like a jet sweeper and in space kind of thing. But he's just a nine ball guy otherwise. We I mean, have a guy who can't throw deep to him, so half his game is out the window right there. Um and he's just not improving on any other part of the route tree and can't win a contested catch. And yeah, I think that's fine. That's Tory I just described Tory Smith if you didn't know who I was talking about. So <sighs> Well, it's like he he drew all these comparisons physically to Javon Walker, and it's like I would I would kill for him to be Javon Walker yeah, right now. We, we should mention since we do we are all pick we were all Pickens fans at the time, or at least a lot of us yeah. were. He kind of sucks this mm-hmm. year too. I heard you guys bring up the catch. Oh my did god! See it? Did you, did you see, see it? it? Five people sent it to me on game day on Sunday. <laughs> They're like, "Oh my god, Pickens!" Uh, it was getting... he like. That must be just like muscle memory from like college rules. Gotta be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's no, no way he wasn't was, even there... trying to get that second the... foot in. Here's the thing. His second foot passed the ground. Like all he had to do was drag his yep. toe. He took a step, man. Yeah. <laughs> I get the college muscle memory thing, but like I also remember playing catch with my friends and all we would do the whole game is like get two toes tapped on a sideline all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you build that from. Being a kid, it's so lazy. Um, he is below Jaden Reed and DVOA and a bunch of other stuff. Um, because he doesn't catch enough. He's he's got like a fifty percent catch percentage, and he does damage on it, but he's not having a good year. Uh, he is uh, he's getting out muscled a lot on his contested stuff, even though you see highlights of him. And yeah, it's been rough. It's really been rough for for Pickens. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been, been a problem. He's been a little bit more of highlights than consistency so yep. far and i I think yeah. he blew he blew up i think this past week and tomlin was like yeah well he should want the ball he's a receiver like what do you want <laughs> what do you want me to say i thought that was kind of a little funny how worried just, are we about kenny clark not playing in this game he's uh he's been limited so far this week so yep um i don't know but even him on a pitch count the packers don't like that's the place for some reason, roster wise, they just don't keep the bodies there on the interior defensive line, and it's not Boy, like man. they have guys. But I mean, Wooden comes in at the end, but like Slayton isn't going to be able to play every single snap at nose tackle. No, There's absolutely no not. He's too much, dude. You can't have him out there. Yeah. All the time. it's not great. It could hurt them. Steelers can actually run halfway decently, so they got they two backs. So- yep. I just, I, I really feel like the team looks at Kenny Clark like the way that they did with Brett Favre back in the day. You're like, oh, he has 18 different things on the on the injury report, but like he's still going to play 65% of snaps. We'll be fine. They just run him into the ground so bad. He's earned this money. Yeah, sure. he absolutely has. Oh my goodness, I don't, I don't think I have much more on this game, other than. We should all just be happy because we're coming off of a, a win, <laughs> a right? Win, yeah. We should we, completely yeah, just ignore enjoy the, the win, Justice. Come on. to make it two in a row. We should we, completely we, forget that we've played, what, a good three quarters since week one. So I got, I have one more thing. We can link last week's game to this week's game a little bit. And that's that the Pittsburgh offense is kind of like just a slightly goosed up version of the Rams offense with yes. Rippin. With Rippin specifically, um, it, Kenny Pickett has a bad arm as well. Not not Rippin level, but a bad NFL arm. Their receivers actually match the 
their opposites on the other, like Deontay Johnson and, um, and Pickens are very cup and Nakua, like, like Atwell and whoever the little guy, Calvin Austin, is it? Yeah. Um, like the plan should work okay. Like Joe Barry doesn't have to do a lot of inventing for this one. He can just kind of like, okay, we're going to do the cheat up on the weak armed quarterback thing again. And that will also help stop the run. And, that that should be okay. I think we'll be all right in in our half of the rock fight here. I think we'll be okay. I just hope we can score, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 really worried this game is going to end like ten to seven, and we lose <laughs> ten to seven on an Alex Highsmith like strip and run. Um, but then that's... like Joe, Joe Barry's defense is doing well enough on paper that they're like, well, we can't can him unless we oh, can God. Matt. Like he's not the problem. Like he's holding up his end of the bargain at this point. And it's yep. like, I just want to have direction. I want to see progress. I want to see a damn deep ball completed. One, just one. That's all I asked for. <laughs> Opening play against Patrick Peterson on a double move to Christian Watson. <laughs> oh, I, I, called, I called it earlier in the week that like the box score scouting is getting out of hand because the Packers defense is statistically looking okay. But it's like, watch the game. Defense adjusted, guys. Gotta gotta adjust for that. Or offense adjusted, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I wonder how they do adjust for Brett Rippin, though. Because he's one game, right? So you can't adjust enough for a guy like that. Yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> Outliers well, are problems on adjusted stats always. And yeah. like it, what kind of blows my mind is his yardage over under was like one ninety eight and he threw for like one eighty nine. So like it was like <laughs> Right there, man. So someone knows Pretty something about Brett. Something ha- he had like twenty yards, like with like four minutes left in the first half, though. That was all. Yes, garbage he, he was he, he was like one for three for seventeen yards. It was like, disgusting. Wow, so that bad. was not an NFL quarterback. Throw that game out. We should really like. What is it? the The Packers should be considered a two and five team. They should. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And we'd all be happier if they were, because we'd still be in the quarterback derby, alas. What's yeah, the Bears? What's the draft order right now? I guess like let's end on that. The Packers yeah, are picking gonna, prior to the last game. I knew we're the Packers seven right seven. now, right? Yeah, we're seven. Still behind Chicago and the Ram. The Bears have played two more games than us. <laughs> Yo, they just played on Thursday, right? Yeah. And and we had the bye. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Panthers are awful. That trade is going to just destroy them. It's a terrible, terrible trade. Well, yeah, they they traded up to take short Jordan Love. <laughs> I feel like we should have known that it was going to go poorly when we saw all the training camp videos of the defensive line not even rushing or like putting their hands up to like <laughs> impede Bryce Bryce Young yep. in the passing game. Like not good. Oh my goodness! I'm trying to find. DVOA usually has. I was just gonna say, like after the picture of him and Mina Kimes, I can't believe that he still went as high as he did. Mina's That's short, right. by the way. Right, I'm, but she remember, said she's, she's the... not that short. I've Mina's bought me beers before. She she's <laughs> shorter than me. And I'm five eight. But she was like, she was like, I was wearing heels. I'm like, yeah, not that big. Like you weren't. <laughs> I can't find it. Maybe one of you guys are. What are you looking for? So DVOA usually has like the percentage for like first overall pick, top five pick type oh, of thing. Yeah, let me see here. They got some hard, 
the FTN thing is so so it's yeah. so much harder to navigate. It's very annoying. Why um, does venture capital have to ruin everything? I don't know, man. They really venture do, capital though. had to ruin everything. Okay, I think I found it. Okay, it's in their playoff odds. It is. The yep, got it. Packers right now have a whoa. They've dropped down significantly Points with eight. that win. Oof. Point eight chance at the top pick and a fourteen point seven percent chance at a top five pick. Yep. That is behind the Cardinals, Panthers, Giants, Bears, Patriots, Rams, Broncos, Buccaneers, and Commanders. They were higher. They were like fifth. They were four, and now they're like tenth. So uh, that win went a crushing long way. win. Crushing win against Brett Ripon. Oh man, I can't <laughs> wait to read the comments on this. Like, oh, here come these guys again. <laughs> Don't win games, but we're supposed to be happy. You should. You should <laughs> win games, but the. The reason you win games is that you're showing progress. The The act of actually winning the game is missing the point in a rebuilding year. It is. That's mm-hmm. correct. <sighs> All right. If we were, if we were actually making progress and actually like competently playing football, we would be Viking frauds right now. We would be the Vikings from last year, having played a garbage schedule and we would be threatening to make the playoffs and we would be talking about how we were frauds, but it's still, you know, yay, we're at least good. Instead, we're like worst of all worlds. Like we're, we're too good to actually tank properly, but nothing good is actually happening. It's all bad. Yeah, man. I can't wait for that 15th overall pick. Mm, it's going to be delicious. We're taking the tackle. <laughs> we we are taking the tackle. We're going to be a in the first, the and then we're going to take like Sam Hartman in the second, and I'm going to just throw a oh, bottle God. of whiskey at the wall and walk out of the room. All right. I can uh, end this on a positive note. I All recorded right. a, a podcast with RJ Ochoa for the SB Nation NFL show uh, earlier today, and he popped this idea in my head. The Lions are probably going to win a Super Bowl before the Vikings do. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty. Fu- that's pretty funny. That's probably true. Good call. That's hilarious. If the Vikings are the only team in the division without a Super Bowl ring, I could sign up for that reality. Yeah, I don't really see that. the Lions as rivals. Well, it's funny. He's like, "What's the long running joke?" Like, like JFK has only missed one Lions playoff win. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, and like they could win a Super Bowl before the Vikings. That's awesome. That'd be great. That's good. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's a podcast. I think so, too. Yeah. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Be happy with wins. Ignore everything.